everyone to the latest edition of the blues on parade podcast where all we do is talk chelsea and talk shit about everyone else boys 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 the season is upon us and uh so is our chelsea predictions pod special um this is probably one of my favorite podcasts to record every single season i don't know about you guys some i guess i'll just kind of start with you Am I kind of lonely in this sentiment? Because I just love giving out my predictions and proving how right and how wrong I was. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it's your favorite because most of the time you're you're way off on your predictions. It's my favorite because I'm always right on my predictions. No, like? that's, not, that's not true, actually. <laughs> no, the only, the no, only he... thing was... was was Chilwell. That's the only Chilwell. thing yeah. I was right yeah, about. Chilwell. About I mean, him was a huge being a beast. You yeah. foresaw the Fafana move. Yeah. I'm the, Potentially I'm the, Fafana just, uh, Yeah, just foreshadowing. I'm a huge fan of uh, when we buy Leicester defenders. That's, uh, that's Defensive players from Leicester overall. Yeah, yeah. Andreas, you excited? Oh, I love this. I, I get to uh, pat my own back on a couple of signings based on my DOF pod. So, of mm. course, I'm looking forward to this. Who doesn't like tooting their own horn? Am I right? Right? Dude, today was crazy, though. The whole Cucurella saga was like... It, I was losing my mind when... <laughs> like, I saw, you know, conflicting reports, and then when Brighton themselves tweeted out, nothing's been agreed to with Mark Cucurella. I was like... Dude, like, what What do I believe? <laughs> Fabrizio? To make things crazier. Well, to make things crazier, Fabrizio is, like, like, pissed off and actually responding to everyone. He said, I said what I said. Doubled down. Yeah. He doubled but... down. and uh, But the thing that made me crazy about today's all my the Cucurella bar was nuts. But to see Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang linked to Chelsea in the summer of 2022. No. <sighs> Just not, not happening. Not happening. No, guys. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> I yeah. Don't know. I, it, it's one of those moves that just it makes you completely flaccid in a split second. Like all of this Wesley Fofana rumors, Cucurella rumors, mm-hmm. Dijon rumors got me nice and hard, and then you hear about Aubameyang, and it just completely ruins the vibe. Like I, I, for me, it's. Like a, a, a total no go. Let's stay as far away from that player as we possibly can, please. Yeah, like I didn't see the tweet from Fabricio. I saw it because a friend sent it to me, like as a DM on Instagram on one of these like, you know, football aggregate aggregators like uh, accounts, and ninety percent of the time it's like BS. And I was just like, all right, this is hilarious. And then I I took a look at it, and they tagged Fabricio. Romano in it, and I'm like, what? No way he said this, and I went to his Twitter, and so there is some legitimacy. I mean, I know that we've been meeting with Barcelona the last couple of days um, with the whole Marcos, Marcos Alonso deal and possibly Dave, so maybe they just brought it up. It was inquired like as a possibility, but 
I don't hey, know. we have I'm 17 center forwards. Do you want one? <laughs> I think it went something like that. <laughs> Isn't he not even getting paid? Like, he's playing for free pretty much right Last, now. Last, <laughs> he, he played for free in the spring. He's supposed oh. to get, like, 200-plus K. Oh. Uh, some some account like posted all the wages, and God, they're in trouble, man. Apparently, UEFA also declined giving them a loan recently because they tried <laughs> to use, like, as collateral future, like, champions. League funds, even though you have to qualify to get those funds, and you can't prove that you will always qualify. Barcelona's wow. just a mess, wow. and they're now asking PK and Skets that, that, to that's... also take a second wage cut. Well, well, they, well, they didn't they pull another economic lever this week? I think they sold like fifteen percent more. So what is yeah, this? Like they're, they're going they're on 40 50 percent of their rights. Three, three economic levers, a failed loan from UEFA, and asking your two team captains to take a second wage cut, along with asking Pjanic to take a, a wage cut. And now Martin Brathwaite is also holding out till he gets paid. Like, he's not moving. He Good. said that he's waiting for Barcelona to pay him. That's how it should entitled, be. Entitled pricks. They really are entitled. Um yeah, so let's uh let's get into some of the transfer news. So uh, some confirmed signings: Carney Chukwemeka. I really have Chuck. no idea. Yeah, I don't. I'm not Chuck too sure Chucky. how to pronounce it. I think it's Chukwemeka. Chukwemeka, but as as ignorant Americans, we're just gonna call him Chuck until someone calls us out for being ignorant about it. Um, Chuck. But we'll uh, Chuck or Chucky. I can't. I can't uh, decide which one I'm going with. But for now, it's Chuck. Twenty million pounds from Aston Villa on a six-year deal. Eighteen-year-old um, stud. He uh, he was a beast on uh, England's U19 uh, squad in in the Euros. He was on the final year of his contract, and still we paid twenty million. Um, I know Barcelona was going after him as well. Um, I think that beating out Barcelona and AC Milan was also looking at him paying this much. It kind of gives me hope that this guy's the real deal. <laughs> not um, just, sorry to cut you off, but not AC Milan, not just offering him a spot on the team, but they were telling him that they were going to build around him. Like, like they were going all in. Well, yeah, I mean, FA Cup, Youth or FA Youth Cup winner last or 2020 2021. Zach, what do you think of uh, the Chuck signing so far? Even though I thought it was Chuck Wazy from Villarreal in the beginning, <laughs> that I had to reread the tweet. God. I was like, Chuck why, are we signing the winger? why are we signing the winger from Villarreal? And then I had to reread the tweet and I'm like, oh, wait. And Sam, you thankfully reminded me. Yeah, saved the, me from the, looking like a total ass the in the district. The ultras were so confused. We get the news and Zach goes, "Oh, Cho is out." And yeah, I was like, <laughs> "I was like, we picked world. up a winger. That means Cho's gone." But um, no, look, for, for me, when I found out it was actually Chukwemeka, um, I love, I, I love the move. I think it goes without saying. If you just pull up any, um, you know, YouTube compilation that all the Barcelona fans graciously made for us and watch it, you'll see that, you know, the kid kind of has it all. You know, he's. Um, definitely one for the future. He's nice and composed on the ball. He can run past defenders. One thing I noticed about him that I really like is he doesn't dwell on the ball in possession. Oftentimes it's one or two touches and it's gone. 
So, you know, he doesn't necessarily get caught and bundled over off the ball. Big boy as well. I know he's six feet tall. Um, but look, I, this is a guy that all indications show that he's going to have a spot in the first team this year. And I think, you know, the initiative for the club to go after bright young starlets has been totally evident this summer. And I hope it continues, you know, more signings like this on the horizon. I hope, um, for me, it's a 10 out of 10. I think, I think it's a win. Nice. Andreas. Yeah, I think this signing is a huge coup. I mean, I, this whole summer he's been linked with foreign clubs that are ready. Apparently Dortmund was going to sign him because they kind of, thought, okay, we're going to lose Jude Bellingham probably next year, so we'll have a Jude Bellingham replacement ready to go. Zach mentioned AC and, and Barcelona. Same thing there. Uh, to me, I think this kind of shows the frustration that Tuchel has had with some of our midfielders. Zach alluded to it. Uh, he doesn't really slow play down. In transition, he's going to try to go vertical, which is something that I've been very critical of our midfield. I think that he's going to be a player that's going to be the the Kovacic deputy in terms of being the guy that dribbles up the pitch and carries the ball forward. But the difference is this guy gets into the box and actually shoots and scores. So I, I'm excited about it. If, if the rumors are true that he's supposed to be in the first team, even more power to him. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, 20 million pounds for a guy in his last year this age. Huge, huge, uh, what's that called? Like a statement, a show of intent. Sign of intent, mm-hmm. whatever the the wording is, but yeah, I, I'm he must he must be worth the hype. And he he plays mostly in the cam role, right? He's not like a box to box midfielder. Have, do you know if he's played that role? He's like an RLC. It's like uh, he's done a little bit of both. Oh, I think. right wing back. <laughs> no, <laughs> I meant like young RLC, where he it depends on like what the team is deploying. I think uh, at Aston Villa, he's done both. Um, in the Premier League, he was de- deployed a little bit deeper. Against us, at least, he was playing um, at, as an eight in the Carabao Cup. So, yeah. Oh, he played against us in the Carabao Cup? Interesting. He made a sub-appearance against us, mm. but he was playing deeper in midfield. All right, let's move on. You know we got a new American owner, which means one thing. We got to make a splash in the American market. You know, marketing tool, just like the Pulisic signing. Ga- Gabriel Gabriel Slolina, a young American goalkeeper, paid 12 million pounds um, to get him from Chicago Fire. He was loaned back. Uh, he'll play for Chicago Fire until the end of the MLS season, um, which is ideal. The win-win for both of us, to be honest. Um the MLS season, you know, it's on a different time frame. So, you know, that's in the middle of the season already. Uh, the season ends in November before the World Cup. So he will probably join the, the squad after then um, in, in around December. Um, signed on a six-year deal, another 18-year-old kid. So two youth signings. Um, I mean, we... You know, the big signings that we've made so far are for instant impact. You know, Raheem Sterling, the Koulibaly signings. I'm I'm loving these two young signings for the future as well. Um, and, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, diss um, 
Mendy too much, but he I think it's like st- starting towards the end of last season and leading into this preseason as well, he struggled a little bit. To be honest, I mean uh, he was he was UEFA Goalkeeper of the Year, right? Two years ago, that that's that was the yeah. award he won, and then correct. Um, you know, and then the whole Kepa deal. I don't know if this, the, he's he's supposed to go to Napoli. Is that is that mm-hmm. this has that hasn't been confirmed though yet, has it? It's almost there. I know they loaned out their one of their keepers today to make room for mm-hmm. him, so it's it's inevitable. And Kepa had, was like accidentally accidentally in quotation marks removed from the Chelsea website at one point this week, mm-hmm. and he's uh. Not he wasn't part of the, I don't think he was part of the Udinese match, was he? Man, no, he wasn't. And so, basically, the moral of this is, I wouldn't be completely shocked to see the kid make a couple appearances this season. That's what I mean, it looks like. I think he's going to be one of those. I mean, obviously, it's a one for the future type of deal, but I think that after the World Cup or. Yeah, after the World Cup ends, he'll return to the Chelsea squad. Um, what country does he play for? He is American, right? He's American. He, he, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. So, you know, whether or not he makes the U.S. squad, he definitely has a shot at it. I know he's one of the better goalkeepers in the MLS at the moment. Um, but for me, like you, Sam, I, I do see him getting some appearances later on in the season. I think this is a great signing for us. And I did watch a couple videos on him. Not too familiar with him. I haven't watched him play live much. It's hard to all, scout. Really. It's hard to scout a keeper. Yeah, but you know, based on what I've seen, he looks long. He looks lanky. Six foot four, just yeah. like Mendy. Just like Mendy, and 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 on by the looks of it, he looks pretty good with the ball at his feet, um, especially for an MLS keeper. So this is definitely one for the future, man. Eighteen years old, it can't get better than that, especially for you know a twelve million pound fee. Even if he turns out to be a not a total flop, but even if he's just an average goalkeeper in five years' time, we can still get that transfer fee back, no problem. So it's low-risk, high-reward. Good signing. I think this is this is getting ready for the future. Like you said, I think this is signing Thibaut Courtois when you have Peter Cech all over again. It's not that you're pushing out your number one, but if the other guy progresses faster than your number one, then you have a plan to bring him in. Uh from what I've heard within like the U S team buzz, he should be winning over the starting job sooner than later. Not maybe for this world cup, but in the next year or so, he should be like dethroning Turner and, and uh, Horvath and, and whoever and Zach Steffen. So he's got a lot of praise. Yeah. I believe he was the youngest ever debut in the MLS at age 16. And Sam was talking about the the young players. Uh, I read an article from Goal.com about they called it Chelsea 2030, which is part of this plan uh, to reinvigorate the academy, not only like with all the changing rules and whatnot and who you can bring in and stuff. Not only was the academy like battling relegation in the PL2 last year, it's about bringing these guys in that are, again, by 2030, they're all going to be all like the main guys at the, in this team. So Slonina, the Omari Hutchinson deal, uh, Chukomeka, and was rumored, rumored again, we have to beat out two, the two big dogs in Barcelona and Madrid for the Endrick signing from Brazil. So it, it's not just about the today. 
which a lot of people keep focusing on, but apparently Bamoli is is still all in with the academy as well. Apparently he goes by Gaga. Gaga Slonina. It's a childhood nickname, apparently. I'm all in. After hearing that, I'm all (laughs) in. And I'm I'm (laughs) looking at his Wikipedia page. That's my my, uh, form of recruiting this guy. I'm scouting him. Apparently he was called up by the Polish uh, senior team and he rejected it. Declared his wish to represent the United States. So... We almost lost him. Um, so, good for him. Good for us. Win-win Poland turns everyone. out some good goalkeepers, too. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, Poland? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other rumors. The Timo links. Love it, love it. Juventus, RB Leipzig, they're just not going away. It's no secret now. He wants to leave, and he wants to try to win a spot on the German national team. Um likely won't feature that much in order to win that spot if uh if he were to stay here so it's a deal that everyone wants to get done i know chelsea wants it um reportedly he's he's willing to cut his wages by 50 percent if he were to go to leipzig probably better um for him to play in the bundesliga get more german eyes on him for uh you know for the german national team I mean, he is a, he's a different player when he plays for the German national team compared to when he plays for us. Um, I'm hoping this happens. Want him off the team. Thank you for your service. You're a Thanks funny guy. League. Yeah. You're a funny <laughs> guy, catch cool up personality. Yeah. I wish him the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's I, one I of those hope it's a sale. You I tried. just hope it's a sale. Don't give me It'll a be loan. loan. It'll be a loan. Yeah, please. Or make it a loan with an obligation or something. Yeah, like make sure it's it's a one way ticket. <laughs> yeah. The Lukaku loan is 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 it is it a one year loan or two year? Apparently, there's that it could an have option been a... to buy. I saw that there was an option to add another year. Okay, Maybe. yeah, that's what I saw too. Yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> that that one I wish more to be a one way deal than a Timo one, but anyway, um, we talked about Keppa possibly joining Napoli, um, and uh, Ziyech still linked with AC Milan. I don't know what's taking this so long, but now there's the Catalari uh, or whatever, the the Belgium guy. Oh that yeah, like, the like, yeah like they the could be they couldn't get that over the line so. I mean, oh, that deal didn't go deep. through? No, it finally did. Uh-huh. It, it just took them forever. Mm-hmm. So I think him as well. So... Yeah, they signed him as like a, but like as, to play striker for them is what I understand. Apparently the next big thing. Um, but yeah, now he's six five. Yeah, I was <laughs> reading somewhere that he has a similar thing. like stature to Kai Havertz. Like he's a sort of tweener. He's not really a striker. He's not really a number ten. That's not the best comp. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Ziyech rumors now, uh, today actually, Man United rumors started popping up. Um, I'm more than happy to lend him over to Man United. They can use his services for sure. Um, but... Double the price tag though. Yeah. Instantly. <laughs> I don't want anybody going to United from us. Uh, I mean, think about I, I all don't, the players. I, just don't think, I think that's such an easy headline. I think people are like, oh, it's Ten Hag, but Ziyech right. is 
Ziyech wants to play. Like, Sancho is not going to get benched by Ziyech. Like, I really think, like, he's not going to take... And Ilanga. He came out on the scene last year. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Didn't Ilanga get loaned? No? No. No. He's a a good player. He'll be on their first team. Yeah. All right. Next rumor. This uh, part of the Kukurea fiasco. Apparently, Levi Colwell is on his way to Brighton for a fee around 20 to 25 million, which is amazing. Like, I, I didn't think it would get nearly that much. Um, reportedly with a 40 to 45 million buyback clause. Um, apparently, th- the details on the Colwell deal is what's holding up announcing Kukurea. Um, but we, we talked about this already, and that no need to really delve into it any further but i think we all agreed that if we were to sell colwell we needed a buyback clause and 40 to 45 sounds perfect and if, if he's worth that much and we buy him for that, that that's awesome i think the change in the law the the loan rules and whatnot play a factor but i firmly believe like selling a player with a buyback is way better for the player's growth anyway, because these teams will actually invest their time and patience to these players when they own them. Like if we loaned him for two years and he didn't play well for three games, he gets sent to, you know, the gulag. And then we just have to wait for him to come back. I think him becoming in quotations, a Brighton player while Chelsea will fully know that they will want to activate him later will be, way way more productive and the way prices are in the market 40 million for what Colwell is supposed to be two three years down the road is a complete bargain i think this was a, mm-hmm. a master stroke if, if this rumor is true yeah it's, it's an incentive for brighton i mean they they profit 20 million if if they do develop them zach is there something you wanted to add yeah i I don't know how to feel about it. Not that we need him in the squad this year per se, but more so, like, I agree with you in a sense, Andres. It's a good idea to do the buyback clause, of course, because it does give the team the obligation now to put time and effort into the player. My only thing is, how many times have we instituted a buyback clause and not triggered it when we needed help in certain positions? Like, I know. Give us the example, though. Like, who. I need to know who you're talking about. As a right back. If we're looking for cover at right back, there's one right there. We needed a center back this summer, and Mark Gahey had a really good year last year. He doesn't have a buyback clause. Did he not have a buyback clause? No. We just sold him. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, I mean, I think Livermento is a pretty obvious one. That's probably the most obvious one. Doesn't he have a busted knee right now? Uh, I'm not sure. I know there is a buyback on it. It's a buyback, but like... Let's be real. Unless Reese James moves to center back, like we're not going to activate that. We have a like the difference is is like we don't have we have a long term future for that position. And buying back Libermento, we bought back Ake, and then he left right away. Like we've done it before. I think that would just be a disservice to Libermento. And this one, Koulibaly's thirty, Thiago Silva's thirty seven, and the only young long term guy we have currently in the squad that's staying is Chalaba. like this this time this makes perfect sense to me 
and he's going to a team that plays the back three with a great coach with Graham Potter. Like, I really don't see this being a losing scenario for anybody involved. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it, it makes it that much more exciting if the Fofana deal goes through because you're looking in two, three years, if we buy back Colwell and he is what he is, those two being probably two of the best center backs in England, oh, that would be I'm, – I'm looking forward to that. That's that's something even to look forward in two, you know, looking forward to two or three years in the future – and right now, we already have one of the best center backs in, in the world. So, exciting, exciting things. Um, Ethan Ampadu, he was rumored to be looking for a move back to Italy to Spezia. Not too sure what uh, they'd be willing to pay for that, but their club record signing is only $2 million, if that's any indication of what Ampadu's price tag will be. Um, but... I'm not expecting to get too much if, if we are to move on with him. I mean, do either of you guys think that, like, we would regret moving a guy like Ampadu? I think it might be a loan. I don't think Spezia has the money. Like, that's the thing. I don't I don't think Chelsea is going to sell Ampadu for anything less than, like, $7 million. And I don't think that's asking for too much because he is a Wales international. I think at this point, sadly, if he can't even – get to stay this summer after the fact that he was quoted saying, I'll play two minutes here. I'll play three minutes there, whether it's midfield, whether it's center back, like whether it's wing back, like wherever the manager needs me, if that's not enough to keep him around. And these rumors are true. I think it's a disservice to us to have a flexible player like that. If we eventually switch to a back four with a DM, maybe he'll have a chance to come back. But at this point I'm kind of, I think his Chelsea story is just never going to come true if he leaves again. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. And I've always been a fan of his because of his versatility. Like you said, he could pretty much play in any of the defensive positions and do a job. Um, I think him leaving is more of a result of us bringing in Chukwameka. Um, That obviously limits his time in the midfield if he was going to get any. And then obviously we're still pursuing Fofana. And Dave is still at the club. He hasn't gone anywhere yet. So in terms of cent- finding a spot at center back, it might be difficult for him to slot in. Um, so it's kind of like the Timo thing, except Ampadu really hasn't gotten a chance here. But the team, it's more like the Timo thing in a sense of, I really wish him well and I wish it would have worked out, but it just didn't. And for whatever odd reason, you know, we've seen all these different managers come in that love versatility in their players, but none of them have seemed to take a liking to Ampadu, which... I think is weird. Sorry, you mentioned Aspie. Apparently both Boley and Tuchel want him to stay now um, because it's a, a lot of new faces. His leadership will be important. So that is another center back in his way. Because Koulibaly now, mentioned specifically that Aspie was like going out of his way to help him feel welcome too, which is nice. I mean, granted, he's a club he's captain. captain right? He did, he did ask to leave. So he doesn't I, necessarily have to go out of his way at that point to go the extra I, yard. I wish we would just let him since he did request nicely, but I get what Tuchel and, and Boley are saying, especially with all the turnover. I didn't expect the back end of the window to be so busy. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it from Dave's perspective, is it purely based on 
I mean, is Barcelona offering them more money than what we're paying them? Is that like... Yes, that's definitely one of them. He apparently has like a good two-year lucrative deal. We can't match that? Like, if we match yeah. that, do you think he would but want to But we already play? have an offer. There's already been an offer made for him, and apparently it was a two-year deal, the offer that we made him. And based on what I've read today, the only way we would be willing to part ways with Aspie is for 10 million pounds. We actually slapped a price tag on him. So if that's not a, if, if going after a 33, 34 year old aging right back isn't a deterrent for 10 million pounds, I don't know what is. So if Barca <laughs> want to be stupid enough to give us 10 million pounds for Dave, great. Not saying, I'm really not discounting Dave's value you know, in terms of what he could actually bring on the yeah, pitch. But, but we're pricing I'm just talking in terms of, of yeah. the business side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We won't make the deal unless it's a good deal for us, and I think that's how we should be doing our business. For our sake, I hope he's only a center back now. Yeah, strictly. that's my two cents. <laughs> I don't want him to go, guys. Let's bring I don't him. Want we him need to cover go. that right wing back, and then I could feel comfortable with him playing center back forever. I don't want him to go. I want him to stay. That's my. I'm, I won't I'm mind firm it. on that. I'm firm. I won't. What if? I won't feel if, bad about forcing him to stay. What if he helps us get Frankie De Jong, so? What? What? He's gonna go to Barcelona and then recruit on our behalf? No, 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 no. no. It's, just, it's a, it's a make. Oh, like, you mean like Alonso the and Dave one way, we get Frankie the other way. Like it's we don't need Frankie. Scratch, my back, you scratched your back. Hey, I'm not saying but we I'm do down. either. Yeah. Kulabali's Kulabali's uh press conference today. He said that we're that we are playing a three man midfield. Like he was quoted saying it's a three five two. Five, two. Yeah. So whether that's two floating eights or mount as a ten, like it's like oh, it's it's enticing. I hate to like help Barcelona, but if they also take our dead weight back, it's like that's a one time I'm okay with helping them. I guess. No, dude. To me, it's one of those situations where if a player like him becomes available at all, you have to go after him. If he's one if, of the five. Well, at the top of his game, he's a he's a he's a top five player in his position, arguably. So a guy like can that get him to defend, then I'm like all in. I think he's a yeah. little lazy defensively, but I mean I'm not I'm not gonna complain if we somehow pull off Frankie De Jong, and and yeah. if Dave is is part of going the opposite way, it's like it's kind of like I love Dave. Yeah, I mean, it'll I, it'll ease the blow just, a little bit for sure. Yeah, exactly. It'll uh, it'll be like a sweetener at the end of a of a very like hard pill to swallow. All right, let's get into it. Our predictions, okay? So we'll start off. This isn't really a prediction, but we'll start off on uh, our rating of the transfer window so far. Um, so so far we've brought in Raheem Sterling for forty seven and a half million pounds. Koulibaly for 33 million pounds. Gaga Slolina, 12, 12 million pounds. Amari Hutchinson, who we didn't even really talk about, for an undisclosed fee. Um, Chuck, uh, who we brought in for 20 million pounds. Reportedly, Mark Kukureya, who we're just going to assume is now officially a Chelsea player, for 52.5 million pounds, reportedly, fee. Um, Zach, we'll start off with you. Radar window so far out of 10. It's a 7 out of 10 so far. I think the the standout signings are obvious with the Chukwameka, Sterling, Koulibaly. But for me, 
I'm still somewhat nervous that we didn't sign a DM. The fact that we haven't targeted one is a concern. Um, and not only that, we still haven't necessarily gotten our cover necessarily at right wing back, which still makes me feel a little bit weary about, you know, possibly having Dave or RLC or Cho playing out there as a makeshift wing back. So if we can fill in those two positions, which I, I think, you know, we'll definitely get a wing back. Um, you know, Fofana's on his way in. Let's say we get two of those signings, Fofana and a wing back. That'll probably bump our window to a nine. And the only thing really knocking us will be, you know, not targeting a DM. But I think all the other work we've done have, has sort of offset that, you know, especially with the younger signings that we've made as well. I think those have been the real standout of, of this window. Yeah, I, I was about to say you're being a little negative because I think the, the Fofana one is going to happen. I mm-hmm. think the the Frankie one there's a good chance and everything else says that like after those like we have a plethora of right wing backs that we're looking at. I honestly feel comfortable with Loftus Cheek and Cho being uh backup options to Reese James if the Fofana deal goes through. Uh and honestly after this summer there was never going to be a DM need because it was going to be the 343. Like I there was no inkling from anything that happened this summer that we would switch to a back four. So I really didn't think that the three that we needed a DM this summer when we full and well know who we're going to go after next summer. So to me, this window, if you pull off the Fofana, the De Jong, and the Cucurella ones, it's a 10-10. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, if, if you add De Jong, like, that's... Okay, even, okay, bar De Jong, I still think it's a 10-10. I think that for... If we get De Jong, it's a 10 out of 10. Even without him, I think even without him, you get Fofana down here and, and you have a starting back three where it's Koulibaly, Thiago Silva, and Fofana, and your backups are Kukurella and Chalaba in a back three. Best best back three in the league. You're talking now that Chilwell doesn't have to be rushed back and Kukurella can start at left wing back until Chilwell's good to go and those two are going to compete and raise their own level. Win. You talk about a guy that can be a potential X factor in midfield win Raheem Sterling proven winner, like all this without a DOF, all this with a late start to the window, all of this with bullshit economic levers that prevented us from signing two other targets. Like I am extremely high on this window after being extremely disappointed about four weeks ago. And I think that like, it might give it an eight or a nine out of 10. I think the thing that I'm most happy about is just like how we went about our business in general um no bs no frills no drama like no giving in to demands like we i think that the way that we did business this year completely different from years past where we would just pay you know we'd get strong strong armed into paying whatever ridiculous fee um you know we'd be dead set on one target and you know, we the other team would know that's the only player we want, and we'd pay end up having to pay whatever they they ask for. But I think our versatility, our our ability to move on to different targets after not, you know, coming to an agreement on other ones. I think that's great, and the fact that Mark uh, Mark Kukurea, so far at least was our most expensive transfer at 52 and a half million. 
that that's good business. I mean, I think all of the other ones were, you know, like in the 20 to, to 45 million pound range. So it's not like we got, you know, some a lot of bargain deals, but we didn't have any like 80, 90 million pound uh, transfers that like completely like blew up expectations for, you know, what the kind of player they are. So I liked it. I think I'd give it an eight or nine, especially given where we were like two, three weeks ago, just constantly getting cucked and just clowned on, on, uh, on Twitter and fuck, what is it? Dominoes? Fuck Dominoes. They're they the ones that saying that we've, we've, we've delivered <laughs> 600,000, blah, blah, blah. It literally pizzas. came out of nowhere. Yeah, Everybody likes Papa John's better anyway. So I was about to say, 800,000 doesn't sound like a lot for a whole country. So just saying. Yeah, it's the fattest country in the world, mind you. Not ordering your fucking pizza, Domino's. Yeah. Wait, Wait. the UK's fatter than the US? Was it the UK account or was it the U- was it, it just was the, the, UK the main Domino's account? Which oh. which are you talking shit about, Zach? <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, did I say I don't anything think, wrong? I don't are think we, are US, we the skinniest country in the world? <laughs> well, England isn't. And I don't think the U.S. Domino's account would uh, tweet anything about Premier League. About Chelsea. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you can reset that counter now, um, assholes. Never eaten there ever again. Um, all right, now into our uh, – well, this is not a prediction still. Um, favorite signing of the summer – Zach, I'll start off with you. It was in my DOF pod. Um, the Khalidou Koulibaly signing was just too good to be true for me. I mean, 33 million pounds for a center back. You look across the market nowadays, that's a bargain for any center back of, you know, high to world-class quality. And the fact that we got a top five center back for that price is just amazing. And, you know, with that being said, we did lose Rudy, who was arguably one of the best center backs in world football in the last 12 to 18 months. Um, I think defensively, Koulibaly is a little bit more sound. He's obviously more experienced. He has more poise. He's not going to shoot the ball every single time he sees the goal. Um, I mean, obviously there's things we're going to miss about Rudy, but with with Koulibaly, I think he's going to have a similar effect to Thiago Silva and the one that he had when he first came to the club. He's going to bring that calmness, that composure, that reassurance at the back that we definitely were missing last season. So for 33 million pounds, I can't look further than this signing being the best one. Yeah, I I mean, Koulibaly was definitely the the easy answer, but to to be a little bit different, I'm really excited about Mark Kukurea. We all know what happened last season when we lost our wingbacks, Chilwell to injury and, and Reese temporarily for injury as well. I think that shows just how important depth in that position is. Not only that, I think Kukurea is not just depth. I think it's competition at left wing back. Reminds me a lot of the time when Lampard discussed what signing Balak meant to him and how it pushed him to a whole nother level. If we already considered Chilwell to be the best left wing back in England, hopefully his level will only go up from there. Uh, Kukurea also can be deployed at left center back, which means only more depth in the back three, um, the four, three, the three, four, three is going to stay. So I think that this is 
an incredible signing. He's great at dribbling, extremely progressive with his passing. And I can't think of a better upgrade on Marcos Alonso than a better Mark Cucurella. So that's uh, that's my pick. I just want to say really quick on Mark Cucurella because we didn't really like totally dive into it. If there was ever a situation where we had to just outright replace Ben Chilwell and look for a replacement within the league, I don't look past Mark Cucurella. So the level of signing that we're talking about here is not just one that can give Chilwell the time he needs to sort of gradually expand back into his raw left wing back. He's going to actually challenge for the spot at wing back. Like you better believe it. We're not spending 52 million on a backup, a guy to just fill in a role. We're spending 52 million on a guy to come in and fight for a starting spot right from the get go. So fucking love that signing too. And we stole him from city. Even better. City. They backed out. He has a great head of hair, man. I wouldn't say we stole him from City, but uh, if if they wanted him, they would have bought it. They would have paid for it. But I, my only dilemma with the Kukurea signing, like it's it's a lot of money. And Zach, I know you're saying he's going to challenge for the left wing back spot, but like it, it's it's going to cause a headache. Like I still see Ben Chilwell being better than him. And so, if we're paying fifty-three million or however much pounds for a backup left wing back and backup center back, it, it's not the best deal. But I think that you know, I mean, if we're gonna pay that much just for him to cover for Ben Chilwell the first month of the season, like it's it's not really. It won't be, it won't be just cover. Yeah, I mean, we play I know, I 60 mean... matches in a year. Just think about this. He lets us get rid of both Malang Saw and Alonso. Like, that's who we had to go to last season when one person or two people couldn't play. Like, this is basically, like, there is no downgrade if we need to rotate. Or, again, there are there is five subs. And while Chilwell was fantastic, like, maybe we need to have a guy that's a little bit more of a dribbler in a low block and we're struggling to get one last goal and we already have our attacking subs and you put in Cucurella like he or Mm -hmm. Cucurella he's better dribbler than Chilwell like it's a slightly different profile and again it's it's like at one point we had Ashley Cole and Wayne Bridge like there's there's nothing wrong with that we're going to be playing 60 matches a year if if we maintain our trajectory and our levels went way down without Chilwell. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when we had uh, Ivanovic and Dave was coming onto the scene. And Dave was just playing so well to where we couldn't drop him. So we kind of just stuck up on the other side yeah, of the pitch. Okay. But, but you guys, but, but you, guys again, are make, you guys are making the, good but, examples like and you know like and still you're describing like a fill in left wing back and okay. none of those players okay, so cost 53 million a, pounds. All right, so I'll put it this way. Tiago Silva's 38 years old. He should not start 80% of the games. Koulibaly plays center, center back. You have Cucurella at left center back, and you still have Chilwell at left wing back. He could yeah, be in our strongest 11. Fill in. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's, it's he's not fill in. fill in, though, because Tiago Silva, Tiago Silva is going to, like, with, before he's not December. not a full-time. Exactly. Tiago Silva is going to become yeah. the fill in. Like, we cannot expect a 38-year-old yeah. to be the guy every week. Like, Tiago Silva is going to be like a, a special case as the season progresses. For, for now, we need to let these guys settle. But 
I fully expect the season to end with Kukurea, Koulibaly, and Fofana as our back three. That's why I don't think it's a fill-in. I think it's a, we need a win from day one, and this guy will still be in our 11 somehow. Wait, who was the three you named again? I don't think... I, I don't... think the back three, the back three by the end of the season is going to be uh, Kukurea on the left, Koulibaly in the middle, and Fofana on the right. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad you said Fofana, because that that's my favorite signing. <laughs> That that's who Setting I'm. Up that's who I got it. <laughs> that's who I picked as my favorite signing, and I might be jumping the gun a little bit because nothing has been agreed to yet. The rumor Wednesday is, night. yeah, <laughs> Wednesday night as of as of now, nothing's been agreed to yet. The rumors are currently that we have offered sixty million. They're looking for eighty million. You know, and, and Fofana apparently is twerking for us. He wants to come play for Chelsea. So, chances are we meet halfway and we we pay seventy million for him. Um, so, first of all, he's a ready-made Premier League experience center back. Um, the injury history we talked about last last week. It wasn't a, it wasn't ligament damage. It was a broken bone. I have no concern over that. You know, there's no, there's not really a fear of like re-injury, um, or or a drop drop off in athleticism. And the best part, unlike Kunde, he's not a midget. He's six three, so he can play. He can play on the right side of a back three, and um, I think what you said. Now that you have mentioned that back three of Koulibaly in the middle, Kukure on the left, and Fofana on the right, like, I'm seeing the vision a lot more. Like, I went into that, like this, thinking, like, imagining our number one center back trio, including Thiago Silva. And I still think he will, to be honest, but Fofana... I mean, our other, you know, recent center back signings, Koulibaly and Thiago Silva, these guys are win now, short term kind of signings because they're older. They're not going to be around for that much longer. Fofana is a win now player kind of kind of signing, but he's also the future. He's, he's going to be here. He's 21 years old. He'll be around for a while. I said he'll be worth every penny if we pay 80 million it's going to take a lot of balls for uh bully to to pocket to, to you know pull out the, the checkbook 80 million for another center back but hey premier league tax first of all second of all he's worth it um all right let's move on disappointment of the summer i'll start off with you andreas What's the biggest disappointment of the summer for you? That we are still struggling to clean up Marina's mess. There is still way too much Deadwood in this team. Too many big contracts of players that are not contributing at all to this team. Alonso finally might get sent over to to uh, Barca once this Cucurea deal is completed. But nothing concrete on Barkley except rumors to Everton. Everton pulled out of Mishibachuai's. Nothing on Kennedy, nothing on Baba Ramen. Bakayoko is still as, uh, in the payroll as well. 
Um, Maling Sar might end up at Monaco, but it's an, a loan with an option to buy. So he may somehow work his way back into this team. And the sales of players like Ziyech and Werner, which are, they're not technically Deadwood because they have contributed to the team. Mm-hmm. But the big thing with them is that their wages are are big hits. I mean, Timo is on 275, almost 300K. And Ziyech isn't, you know, below six figures either. So for two guys that are supposed to not be in the plans to still be here, you know, going into the first match of the Premier League, it's just not good. I understand we had to cover our bases, but sometimes you just need to cut your losses and and start thinking about, you know, just getting people out of the locker room that are preventing some of the younger guys to have maybe shocked Tuchel in the preseason tour. And and that's the part that really upset me. It's just it's taken this long to get rid of these guys and still working actively to get rid of these guys. Hey, I for one am happy about Everton backing out on the Mishi deal because uh, I think Frank listened to our last episode or two episodes ago and uh, he heard the bet that we made Mishi versus Harvey Vale who's far more. We have a we still have twenty dollars on that Andreas and. If Mishi yeah. if Mishi left, Vale would just have to have scored one goal one. and would have won by <laughs> default. Um, so the bet's still on; it's still alive. Um, Zach, what's your biggest disappointment of the summer? I mentioned it a little earlier, um, and I know we're talking about potentially buying Frankie De Jong, which would remedy this. But the fact that we haven't signed a true defensive midfielder. Um, is confusing to me. Um, I, that was actually my main priority in my DOF pod. I said that with Conte looking a little leggy and Jorginho not fitting the traditional DM profile, we need to go ahead and target a true DM. And uh, we haven't done that. We haven't even been linked to anybody, really. So um, it's a concern of mine because I feel like later in the season, if we do decide to change our style, um we wouldn't have backup for Conte um, in that role. And I know you could say, yeah, well, we could just play Jorginho there. That's where Jorginho plays. But again, he's not a DM. I'm talking about if we want to sit on a lead. I'm talking about um, if we need to emulate the Conte role, if he's not available, we need a guy that could play there. So the fact that we haven't gone after somebody like that's a bit confusing to me. Maybe that's a plan that we have further down the line. Um, who knows? But we just haven't targeted that kind of profile player, so I don't really know why. Why, why are you ruling out? Um, why why am I just blanking on his name right now? On uh, Declan? No, on. Uh, oh my God, Chalabino, Chalabino. Again, I, I'm talking. A like player you're talking about could... like sitting on a lead, like. He could play that role. Like, you know, we, we're not asking him to progress the ball or yeah, you know, make yeah, plays like that. Like, yeah. just as a pure defensive mid, like, he could play that role perfectly fine. But like, that was, that's was what a... he was originally. Yeah, but I'm also alluding to a guy that could potentially be the Conte replacement five, six years down, or not even, a year, two years down the line. You know, a guy for the future, like a Declan Rice. Well, other than Declan, we'll who's, who's another name that you were hopeful for? Yeah, who would have been a good target for you? Because, like, what's out there? I'm curious. Well, I mean, Chuomeni got snapped yeah. up quick. The second Real called, it was pretty mm-hmm. much 
pretty much a done deal. I mean, I, I look, I I'm gonna hold my hands up and be the first one to admit I was I was holding out only for Declan. Yeah. The Chelsea links, the rumors in the past, but again, we saw what happened with the Kunde saga, and you know the fact that we pursued him hard last summer. There was a deal agreed upon, it just never came to fruition, and now all of a sudden Roman and Marina are gone, and now the shift, now the target has completely changed. So maybe he's not a Tuchel target. You know, and that's what or, it's pointing to because the profile of player we're targeting for a midfield doesn't fit his playing style. We, like Sam pointed out, had to be shrewd with the business and are keeping everybody below 60 million, which has allowed us to sign four, five, six players. Yeah. Maybe next year you get to splash 100 million on just one player. If you sign Declan Rice and you actually go, like West Ham is actually like stubborn. Leicester, we're going to negotiate meet in the middle. West Ham was going to sit and wait till 120 million. We we signed Declan for 120 million and we don't have Raheem, we don't have Kalidou, and we don't have Mark Kukurea. So I, I agree. I like I, and I just don't think there were many options out there to be honest, Zard, right now. If it, no, if it again, wasn't Declan, I've, then there's no one. Exactly. But we haven't even yeah, but again, to be fair to Declan on his side as well. There's been no noise about him itching or wanting a move. You know, he's been very respectful, and it seems like he doesn't mind staying another season. He's going to play every single game. He's wearing the armband. He's the main man there. So, and yeah, all credit to them. They're having a fucking decent transfer window too. They've bulked up their squad even more. So he might I, have I a have good them, season there. I I think that this season is just going to be the one that breaks the camel's back for him. I think it'll be a a Jack Grealish sort of thing where it's like, I've done as much as I can. I don't think they cracked the top six this year, even with their transfer window. No. And we will, we will have a DOF. And from my understanding, from all the reports, Tuchel does really like Declan Rice. I think the fact that we didn't just sign anybody is probably to his benefit in the long term. Just don't, don't, uh, don't throw away that dream just yet. Okay, my disappointment of the summer, I'll admit that I was very relieved that we did not splash for Rafinha. Um, I was not, like, I, I rated him, but I didn't rate him that, that high. But after watching some of the Barcelona preseason matches, I think, like, I'm really bummed we didn't get him. Like, he's been balling out. He looks unbelievable, um, and I'll admit that I, I might have been wrong about him. So that might be that's probably my disappointment of, of the summer. Um, all right, now into a real prediction, Zach. Who is your breakthrough star? I've got to go with the easy one here. I'm going to go Connor Gallagher. Um, it's not that we didn't know he wasn't a star already. Um, now we just get to see it in the squad and in a Chelsea kit. So I, for one, am excited to see him work with Tuchel. I know Tuchel was excited to work with him. Uh, that that picture of Tuchel with his arm around him at UCLA the first week of preseason was kind of told all of it. You know, it's going to be a guy that we're going to see a lot, and we're probably going to see him play multiple roles and uh, and multiple positions in the team. And honestly, I don't mind it. Um, you know, Tuchel likes his versatility. He could play as a cam or a CM. And he seems hell-bent on trying him out at a pivot, which we're probably going to see at some point this season. 
God willing. Um, but look, I, I don't think he's going to get as many goals or assists as he did last season at Palace. But that's simply going to come down to the fact that he's not going to get as many Premier League minutes. Um, but he, he'll be a fan favorite for sure. And, and I think it's a sure thing. You could pretty much nail it on that he's going to He's going to have a decent season for us. Andres? It's Chuck for me, man. I think all this hoopla over Tuchel not liking youth and he personally calls an 18-year-old to tell him that he can be part of the first team right away. I think that this guy's going to be kind of a one of those guys that like gets a couple of good sub appearances, gets his footing. He's already played 12 times in the Premier League for Aston Villa. Uh, Zach, you mentioned his his pedigree with the England team. I mean, if AC Milan and Barcelona were going to go all in on this guy with with promises for first team football as well, I'm going to let the YouTube videos get me hyped. I think that again, I think he has one more. Obviously, he's more raw than Kovacic. I'm not saying that this kid is better than him, but I think he's going to have more of a presence in front of goal, and that's why I think that we're going to see the growth of this guy as the season progresses. Again our midfielders aren't you know made of steel they're going to need subs and i think that when this guy's in the starting 11 it's always going to be a good time for me like i don't know too much about chuck so i don't know whether you know to to qualify him as a breakthrough star gallagher has looked lost all preseason and i don't necessarily share the same feeling as you Zach where I think it's a sure thing that he has a great season um could we put $20 on that how do you how, how are you gonna that's an that's like a subjective thing a good season what I mean it goal, will definitely know if number? he doesn't have a good season I'll be the judge yeah neutral neutral third party okay fine I'll just 20, the neutral third party $20 on Connor Gallagher having <laughs> a good season according to Andreas sure Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Um, so I, I went with a little bit of a cheeky answer because I couldn't think of anyone else, to be honest. I'm picking Levi Colwell for Brighton. He will be a, the breakthrough star, and I'm just penning him as a Chelsea player because I think that we will buy him back in two years, and he will be a Chelsea player. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, what Graham Potter, Potter does with him. I think he's going to flourish in that back three system, and uh, it, it's it's. I'm really excited. I'm going to watch a lot of Brighton this year just to watch him, to be honest. Um, all right, our next prediction, our secret weapon, Zach. Armando Broja. Um, nice. Yeah, that's praying that these Aubameyang rumors go away and that we don't bring in another central player and that we're pretty much, you know, stuck playing Kai and Broja as our striker. So yeah, I think Broja is the type of player that could come in and obviously be a game changer late in games. His physicality is Costa-esque. He's a shithouser, which I absolutely love. But I also think he's the type of guy where if he sees the ball go in once or twice, he's going to get on a run. And Tuchel likes to play players that are hot. So I think he has that ability to maybe get on a four or five match stretch where he'll just be sort of unplayable and, you know, sort of one of the first names on a team sheet. He definitely has a potential to do so. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Broja. I think he's good for, you know, 
a handful of goals in a league off the bench this season, but you know, more so a hint towards what we can be looking at in the future as a potential striker. I mean, that's that's a good one. I mean, five subs. We need goals. He scored at Southampton. That's a great one. I, I probably would have gone with that. But I'm sticking with RLC at a wide position this year. Not at a DM, not at a sitting center mid. I'm talking right wing back or even in the front three. Um, just kind of rotating in, whether it's as a sub or, or starting here and there. I think having a full summer of potentially being told that he's going to be the right wing uh, the right wing back is going to be good for his positioning. Obviously, we've seen him operate wide and how much better he is at dribbling when he's in a 1v1 sort of situation, whether he just bullies a player or, or skills around them. And it just reminds me a little bit of how he played under Sari when Sari was playing him in the front three, where he was just kind of this behemoth that was kind of unstoppable. So I think that he's just going to thrive like thrive a little bit more in that role compared to like the two times he surprised all of us. I think it'll be a little bit more consistent and his interviews just make me think he's super motivated to just help the cause. So for me, it's RLC. Did you guys see my answer yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my secret weapon, Kennedy. I just didn't want to pick the same answers, you guys, honestly. But <laughs> I can definitely foresee a situation where Kennedy comes on as a super sub and that magical right foot of his does magic. Um, it'll be the opposite. Of, he'll be the anti-Hakim Ziyech. Instead of having a left magical left foot, Kennedy's going to have a magical right foot, but with a better attitude. Kennedy's um, <laughs> a lefty. He's left-footed. Oh, yeah. oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah actually, no, that's right. That's right. I don't. Know, I got that mixed up. But yeah, so he'll be. He'll. Uh, he'll be the. He'll be a better Hakim Ziyech. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell that I wasn't prepared to <laughs> to back my answer? I mean, He's <laughs> only been around like... for like five years. No one. But no one knows ago. anything about him still. Listen. 24 hours ago, my answers would have been totally different too. I mean, 24 hours ago, I probably would have been right with you for Levi Kovo to be the breakout star at Chelsea. And the secret weapon for me probably would have been Billy Gilmore as a J5 sub. But here we are. A lot changes in 24 hours when you're a Chelsea fan. You're so nice, Andres. You want to make, make a Kennedy bet, anyone? <laughs> a bet that he'll be some club in issues. Brazil's secret weapon next season? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so let, let's let's not remember that I picked Kennedy as our secret weapon later on in the season. Okay, let's just not bring it up unless he's the, unless he plays well, then we can bring it up. Um, all right, next prediction: tops our top scorer in the Premier League. Andreas, I'll start off with you. Who do you have as Chelsea's top scorer next year? Mason Mount. I think that he was already our top scorer this year. I think that Tuchel doesn't see a starting 11 without him. And we have a lot of misfiring strikers. And if the 3-5-2 is true and he's going to be floating in behind them, he might be doing a lot of rebounding. So I'm picking Mason Mount. 
Uh, I'm gonna go Raheem Sterling. I think uh, I think he's obviously the most lethal of the front three right now, which isn't really saying much because the front three isn't very lethal. I think Mount's a good shout as well, but for me, I think Sterling just is gonna have that goal scoring role on the team more so than Mount. Um, so I'll go with Raheem. I disagree. I think Mason Mount is far more lethal than Raheem Sterling. And I'm with Andreas on this. Mason Mount will be our leading goal scorer and our leading assist maker. So um, I'm all in on that. And this uh, begs the question, MVP for the season, I think my answer kind of already uh, played itself out by saying that Mason Mount will be our leading goal scorer and assist maker. I'm picking him as my MVP. Um, Andreas, who do you have? I have Reese James. I think that Reese James showed us how much of a weapon he is, both defending and going forward. He actually had more goal contributions, I believe, or tied Trent Alexander-Arnold overall for a season when he played about a third of the season less than Trent, which, I mean, that sort of output speaks for itself. And again, the 3-4-3 is here to stay. So Reese James on form means that the team is going to be playing well, and that's why I'm sticking with Reese. Zach. Mason Mount. Um, he's obviously going to have another double-double season, but I think he might even flirt in the 15-goal, 15 15-assist 15 range um, in all comps. That's, I really that's do. That's KDB numbers. If he can oh, stay in all competitions. In all comps. Okay. In all comps. If he can stay healthy and obviously get the, enough game time to do it, I think he could. He'll definitely flirt with that. Based on what we saw in the preseason, Ari looks year? more lethal than he did last year. And he's going to be on a World Cup year this year and in a more creative role. So he's going to have just so much freedom to just be himself. It's it's kind of crazy to think that this year could potentially be like like, a, like another pop for him. Like he could elevate to a completely new level like Reese James could. It's just, it, yeah, it's exciting. Dude, I mean, after watching him this preseason, I I hundred percent believe that he'll make another jump after this after the amazing season he had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I think uh, he'll separate himself from like the other attacking young English prospects, you know, like the Sokas, sure. the Smith Rose, um, you know. Throw me throw me some other names of like young English wingers right now. He's gonna separate I mean, himself. It's always the Arsenal fans piping up, so I mean, I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he already has separated himself. You just talked about a double double season. I'd love yeah. to see Saka or Smith Emil Smith Rowe do that. I yeah. think Emil Smith Rowe scored eight goals at the beginning of the season and then didn't do anything in the rest. Had one assist. Saka mm-hmm. had like six and six. Like he's in a different ballpark, but I agree. I think he's gonna. I also think there's just he's going to continue growing. Like he is a hard worker and he, you can tell he studies how he's supposed to improve. And I looked it up. Mason Mount last year had 13 goals, 16 assists in all competition. So 15, 15 is a lot. Yeah. I thought if he gets to 15, 15 in the league, I mean, we're talking player of the season campaign from center, center attacking mid position. Uh, All right. Now our next prediction our league position. We're looking at the table at the end of the season. Where is Chelsea sitting, Zach? Third. Um, 
I think City and Liverpool are slightly ahead of us. I know we recorded our um, rest of the league predictions, and I said that Spurs had a chance at possibly sneaking in over third or sneaking in in third over us. I still do, but after this Cucurella signing, I feel a lot more confident, especially now that Fafana's on the on the back burner, and we're still not going to be done after that. So knowing that now, I think I, I think I could comfortably say that we'll finish in third. See now, now I'm thinking we're gonna close the gap significantly, and if one of those two top two teams like slip, we could push for a second. I'm sticking with third, like you said a couple days ago when we recorded. I was thinking like third, but with Tottenham in our tail. Now I'm thinking third with like Liverpool or City sweating in second because mm-hmm. what we did in the fall with healthy wing backs and a healthy midfield and a healthy you know. Conte and Jorginho and Kovacic was stuff of like dreams. So now I think we're going to be seeing that a lot. So, yeah. I uh, I missed yesterday's episode, the Premier League preview, and I haven't listened to it. Did you guys talk about who you think is going to be the leading goal scorer in the league? Yes. yes. Um, I said Mo Salah. I said Holland. I was going to say, did either of you guys pick Holland? Like, you guys are not in on the bust, uh, the whole bust uh, no. movement. Well, yeah, well no. I changed my answer, like, three times. I had Sun first, and then I changed it to Salah. And then when I saw that Andres picked Salah, I was like, okay, I'll go with Holland. But, I mean, <laughs> the fact that you're considering Holland to be a top goal scorer means you're not in the in the bust no. camp yet. No, people are stupid if they think that he can't figure his way. He scored 40 league. goals in, like, 30 games. He's a freak. I I, I get the Bundesliga tax thing, but (laughs) listen, man, that dude's a machine. I I think he's probably watching the the Community Shield tape and, like, punching a wall and eating tree bark or something. (laughs) Punishing himself. That's that's, that's his punishment? I don't know. I just picture, like, Creed 2... The, the son mm-hmm. of Drago and the way he trained, I'm thinking that's Holland because he missed the goal once. Yeah, like I could see, machine. I could see him meditating on a tree stump for like three hours at like 4 a.m. Wake up really early in the morning, sit in the cold, no shirt on, just or meditate. Or he went back and killed Goku three more times because he fucking looks like <laughs> Majin Buu. Oh my god, he does look like Majin Buu. Oh my god, dude, I, I didn't watch. Dragon Ball. So you guys gotta send me a picture of what that fool looked like. He looks like Erling Holland. Okay, so yeah, I agree. Now on to tournament predictions. We'll start off with the Champions League. Zach, how far are we going? I think we'll make the semis. I Bayern didn't necessarily get better. I think uh, losing Lewandowski is, I shouldn't have to explain how big of a loss that is, regardless of who they signed. So, you know, Bayern had a fall off. Um, Juve still isn't quite there yet. Um, Real Madrid will probably be in and amongst it. I don't really see, Barca Barca could be, but other than that, it's going to be between the Spanish clubs and English clubs. So we just have to be one of the five. And I, I think we could make it. 
So five teams make the semifinals. Interesting. Well, no, four do. So I think we could be <laughs> one of or one of the four that make that make it out of the five. I guess. Yeah. So in your chain. I think we'll do it. Why not, Andreas? I mean, I think a minimum quarterfinals for sure. We were a weird stroke of fucking Benzema Juju away from making it to the semis again. So, or to the final, right? I I can't remember at this point. It was, it was regardless, to make it to the semis. Semis, to make it to the semis. Regardless, I think our defense is solid enough to, to play in tournament play. Uh, we're stubborn enough defensively, so I, I can... I can say we'll be in the final four confidently. Yeah. Man, for me, like, who the hell knows? I think, like, we've been magical in the Champions League. Um, even last year, yeah, like, we we were so close to pulling off that amazing comeback against Madrid. And, like, we've just, we've just performed so well in that underdog role. Um so who knows? I I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like guaranteed semifinals, but I could honestly see us making it to the finals and I don't know, maybe winning it again. <laughs> it's the magic of, of Champions League. Who knows? Um, love now, I love it. Now let's get to domestic cups. Uh, let's just combine FA Cup and Carabao Cup predictions into one. Andreas, what do you think? I think we. We break our curse. We win the FA Cup. We're gonna bench Mason Mount and we're gonna play a fantastic FA Cup and win it. Whoa! Gonna... Connor Gallagher is gonna start in Mason Mount's role and have a good season overall. Zach's gonna be twenty dollars richer <laughs> no, no, no. and we'll win I, the I, FA Cup. No, none of that. I, I'm just joking because be... like Mace, everyone, like the the joke and the meme is that Mason Mount can't play at Wembley, but yeah. I think we'll finally break that curse. I think. Uh, you know, we have a an FA Cup winner in Fofana potentially coming in. He knows think, what it takes. I think uh, Chelsea can't play at Wembley. I don't think it's a Mason Mount problem. Um, I think I think the expectation is always to win at least one domestic cup a season or at least make the finals, both of them. So I don't think it changes this season, you know, regardless of who we draw or who we get at what stage of each respective tournament we should still be making cup finals in a domestic uh in domestic competition so yeah my prediction is that just like last year we make both finals and we lose one of them to liverpool one of them to city it's just Mm. that's the it's it's our curse i feel like it's gonna happen again. do do we have anything else to add boys it was a hefty one um, let's. I just want to see if I can like throw Fabrizio in any other. Fabrizio is gonna prove everyone wrong, and his "here we go" still means something. Yeah, everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna, you know, eat their words when I'm talking about the people that are doubting Fabrizio. When I see the "here we go," it's a done deal. I'm like you, man. I like. I'm trying to think of like a bold prediction. Kukurea um, will please no Obama. Yeah, no, no Obama. But um, if you guys are still listening, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter um, and looking out for our episodes that we drop weekly. Now that the season is starting, um, just Ooh. in case you didn't know already, 
we do drop oh. a pod. What? Zach, should we just make a score prediction for the Everton match? Oh, let's do it. Why not? Three um, nil. Just done. I'll go two nil. I think I think attacking wise, it'll be a struggle like it usually is because we don't really have a out and out goal scorer. But I think we'll play well, and they won't threaten us at all. Calvert Lewin uh, picked up an knock today in training. I, I I heard he's a doubt, so if he doesn't play, they definitely won't won't be a big threat. Yeah, sorry Frank, it's not gonna be pretty. Yeah, Billy Gilmore could watch his future team play though up up close. <laughs> He'll get a nice scouting report on them. Um, but yeah, like I was saying before, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. And for all the newer listeners, um, we do drop a pod after every match uh, during the season, or at least we try to. Um, so we do our best to put out at least one podcast a week, sometimes two. Um, so make sure you're looking out for those as well. Until next week, keep the blue flag flying high.